Welcome to the Goliath Sourcing Academy podcast, where we talk all things property deal sourcing, packaging, business systems, and outsourcing. Whether you're sourcing for yourself, packaging deals for others, or a bit of both, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get more strategies, tactics, and tips for sourcing killer property deals over at GoliathSourcingAcademy.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Dunsmore and Brad Lazarus. Hello and welcome to the Goliath Sourcing Academy podcast. My name is Brad Lazarus. I'm here with Mark Dunsmore. How are you, Mark? I'm very well. Thank you, Brad Lazarus. How are you, Brad Lazarus? Yes, very well, Mark Dunsmore. So <laughs> the we have today a really interesting guest, Insider Circle member, Kate Bielichko. Did I get it right? You yeah. did. Well done. Kate Bielichko. <laughs> um, Kate has... Uh, yeah, she's she's done an incredible job. Um, I mean, she she joined uh, end of March, beginning of April, when she really kind of made the decision to kind of put her foot on the accelerator. But obviously, at that point, COVID hit. But since then, she's got a portfolio of rent to rent. What did she say? Four? Was it four HMOs? Was it two? Uh, no. Two HMOs. Two three HMOs. Flats. Three flats. Yeah. Um, and then more on the way, actually. And more Discussing on the way. More on the way, yeah. So, so all, yeah. All, ju- all done during lockdown or, or since COVID began, essentially. Well, so basically um, in the last seven months. Yeah. Which is, which is incredible. Yeah, incredible. which is amazing. But some, some of the key elements of what she was talking about, I thought were quite interesting, actually. She um, talking about, um, she, she found a partner who I think was, was made a big difference. I think she felt she needed that. And a lot of people do feel that they need a partner but obviously their need for a partner kind of overrides the type of partner they get and actually it doesn't work out a lot of the time but it seems to have really worked out for for her which is great and she used the um she used the time in lockdown really well so she started doing practicing cold calling even though she self-confessed she has had some confidence issues she decided to kind of jump in and pick up the phone and call some gum tree leads which i thought was fantastic yeah, very much so. I mean, it's it's quite an amazing story, really, to think of her journey from coming over from Poland to a joint venture and then coming back out and then doing what she always wanted to do and then doing what she's done now. I mean, it's been a it's been an incredible journey for um, for her. And I think it's demonstrative of throwing yourself in at the deep end I think you know whilst the training you know that she's had with us and the insider circle and the support but actually one big thing you got from Kate today is the fact that she just digs in she gets involved she's Mm. you know she gets she gets down and dirty with the the tasks that need to be done and the rewards have shown from it and I think it's um it's an amazing story it's certainly uh Certainly one that I know the listeners are going to enjoy. Good stuff. Well, look, we'll let, let's get straight into it. And if you're interested uh, in joining the Insider Circle, which Kate has very much been a part of, please go to goliathsourcingacademy.com forward slash insiders with an S, insiders circle. Uh, so without further ado, let's uh, join Kate for the interview. Right, so we're here with uh, Mark and Kate Vilichko. Hello, hi, well done with my sound. Thank you, I've been saying it in my head about 15 times since you told me how to pronounce it. So um, how are you doing? I'm very good, very good. good. 
Well, well thank you so much for for joining us. Um, anybody that's watching, you're at home at the moment on a on a lunch break. In actual fact, is that right? That's right. Yes. Good. Good. How are you? Yes, we're all good. We're all good. We're on. Uh, really excited to have you on because you've been doing some uh, fantastic stuff. When I asked you uh, when you wanted to, if you wanted to come on and and do this case study podcast with us, and then you sent me this long list of all the things that you've achieved in the last. <laughs> literally, I was saying, "What have you done that in the last two years?" And it was like, "No, this is since the beginning of April." So uh, this is it's absolutely uh, fascinating what you've actually achieved and the direction you've gone in. So really excited to find out a little bit more so maybe just just give us a little bit of background because you're originally from Poland aren't you thank you Mark uh, uh, Brad um, yes I am I I came I came yeah I came to England uh, many years ago actually uh, back in 2009 um, and I started working in England as a receptionist and two years into my job I've decided that um, you know I I would like to purchase a property and I was fortunate enough to meet some people on the way and we went into joint venture so um yeah I always knew property is a way to go for me uh but I just you know after I've purchased this first property I ran out of the money and I didn't know how to proceed further um so yeah uh so that's my early beginnings in this country um and i after after some time um after a few years we've managed to sell the property and then i've earned it's i've made some good profits out of it and uh, not too much but it was enough for me to purchase my own flat and where i live at the moment so, so yeah so you were saying that you'd you'd sold your property what what happened after that point this is the property that you purchased and then you sold that's correct. Uh, what happened after that? The, the the goal was to move out of because at that time I used I used to live in London. The goal was to move out out of London um, and to buy my own flat elsewhere. Um, well, uh, somewhere where I can afford to buy it. So it happened to be Milton Keynes, which is close to London. I thought location is brilliant. And I was the happiest ever. You know, we bought this new, new, new flat, um, uh, beautiful surroundings. Uh, um, and then it hit me. It always played in my mind that we, what, if once I use this money to buy my own deposit, it will take a long time again, uh, you know, to just save the deposit for the next property. So it was always at the back of, the, of my head. I have to do it again. I have to repeat the process because that's the way to go. You know, we live on a small island. You know, the population is growing. You know, there's no brainer. Uh, we, but, uh, you know, with hard work um, and saving money, it takes a long time. Uh, and so that was 2016. Uh, and up to, it took me four years actually before I figured um, you know what to do how to go about it uh, i just thought there's only one way of purchasing property traditional way you save the money and then you work hard save the money save the money and then you buy uh, but in 2020 i've discovered another way um i've heard of deal sourcing which i've never heard about before and i've done some research you know i came across um property geek i think i, I read some articles and um, and that probably that that 
that directed me uh, to your Goliath Academy. And once I discovered you guys, it's been just a life changer for me, honestly, because the content you offer, it's unbelievable and the support as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it really, seriously, I started looking into uh, property since 2020 because I had this mindset between 2016 and 2020 uh, that, you know, I just have to wait and save. So I haven't done anything, but there was so much more I could have done, look into so much more um just focused on my on my work um so what, I, what 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 did you when you discovered deal sourcing were you looking at some other strategies at that point what what was your objective at, at that point you'd done some research and what where, where were you thinking this could go at that stage so uh i think uh when i when i discovered um deal sourcing I, I just thought, wow, there's an easy way. There's a there is there is a way of actually going into property business with no, uh, uh, you know, uh, lo lots of savings and cash. And you know, there is there is another way. Um, and I thought about positioning myself that time because I've come across this um, short video. I'm not sure whether you've heard of this guy. He's he's called um, Ray Dalio. And he's got this video called um, on YouTube, How the Economic Machine Works. After I watched that video, it was such an eye opener for me uh, to the point where I thought, where have I been all these years? Why don't I know this? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people watched that video and thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's on about 30, 40 million views or something. Yeah. Yes, it's, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just took interest into you know, I uh, started looking into uh, what's going on around me more um, uh, into economics, you know, you know, I've never knew before things, simple things like that. And I think that's average person uh, uh, thinking uh, as well. But I've never looked into re bank rates and, you know, why they print the money when they print them, how does affect our, how does this affect us and uh, on daily because it does have an impact uh, on us even on daily basis so yeah and then after i i i've uh, i've looked i've looked into it then i you know i went beyond and i read some books uh, you know so looked for inspiration looked for for a different approach how to basically it's, it's all about the mindset and that's why i like you very much guys because when i discovered you i I've noticed that the way how you structure your training is you've started from that point. You started from the mindset because without proper mindset, there's, you, you can't move forward and uh, you, you, you can't do anything. So it needs to be the starting point. Uh, you know, you have to come to some certain realizations uh, and start thinking differently to what you used to. So, so tell us. So you, so you've now discovered deal sourcing. Was that at that point? Was were were you dead set that that was the? When was this? Give us. A, this was at the beginning of this year, beginning of twenty twenty. Well, it, it? it was. It was beginning of the uh, two thousand twenty, and I've started looking into the uh, training. I've I've searched for trainings, um, and I've even I've, I've gone to some seminars. Went to London twice, I think. Uh, you know. Um, start studying and 
following some other people and I've met disappointment. I must say I, I was disappointed by my first training. You know, the content wasn't great. Even, the, even to gain an access to the content was an issue. And, and then, but I was very much on the board. Oh yes, it's possible. Oh, I can try, uh, uh, you know, it just, the whole world changed around me because I thought I can do that. Other people do that. But then the issue was now, how do I pick the right mentor? So I made a plan, a short plan, you know, how should I, how should I proceed? So training was crucial for me, but then training means I need to find mentors. So after this first bad experience, I came across uh, your webinar. Uh, I've joined one of your free webinars. After the, the webinar, I was certain I really want to switch and you know really want to follow you. I've already paid money to someone, someone else, uh, but I managed to get out of it and I joined you. That was April. So I've, uh, I've set up my company by then. March, Katamon LTD um, was born. Uh, I'm fortunate to to have a, a great business partner uh, who's got a similar uh, mindset to mine. Uh, and and who, who, where did you find your business partner? How, tell us a little bit about that. We work together. Uh, we work together. She just works on a different service desk to mine. And I've given her a, a helping hand a few times. I was, so she, she's, she's already an HMO owner. So she's into the property as well. Um, and we've just got to talk a um, few times and we've noticed we have similar interests. So I did help her a little bit with renting her property, advertising. I took some pictures for her. I'm into photography as well. And, and that's how it's all started. So we, we started meeting uh, each other and talking more about property. And, and in, in, in January, I actually, uh, I did tell her, you see, you see, that's what I want to do. You know, I've discovered deal sourcing. There are ways of going into property, uh, uh, you know, more creative ways. Uh, and, and she was very interested in it. And then she started looking up um, as well uh, for the content. And in March, because being, I've, I've, I'm not, not a great believer in myself. Um, I'm, I have a bit of confidence issues. And I think that's what, you know, more, most people have as well they they stop before even trying but then i thought if i don't try i'm already failing so why don't i just try <laughs> mm. and then but having her on board it was just so much easier because there are things which you want to discuss you have to discuss um uh, with somebody so so yeah we came together we decided to open limited company um and then and then the fourth that was fourth of march exactly and then the uh, COVID happened. So the whole world just stopped. It was dead quiet. So through the, uh, through the lockdown, we've just utilized the time, you know, um, with, with the training. We were learning, we were, we were becoming compliant. Uh, so uh, it was very well utilized time, actually, we were, we were I must upload us here because we were really on it. Like we were make, we were, you know, um, virtually meeting, uh, meeting every single week, having actually planned in place. Uh, we were ticking off things, following up, 
you know. So you've helped us a lot because I remember attending this first training. The advice I've been given is, you know, um, don't restrict yourself in terms of, for example, uh, area. If you're planning to source, you know, you have to look at different areas, but that's very much opposite to, for example, what I've been advised by you. You know, you say focus on one area, analyze, um, uh, 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 specialize. That's what I want to say, specialized, you know. Um, and I I noticed those, this, this, these are, this is two opposite advices. This is very crucial actually to, 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 to being successful later on, I guess. And, and in general, like, for example, when you, um, when you, just the beginning of the training, it hit me, the, the fact that I had access immediately, that was already a woohoo, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then uh, when I logged in, and I saw all the content, all the courses I had access to, that was amazing. Um, when I looked into deeper, uh, how you structure the training as well, and what you give, you know, you've, you've given, you give all supporting documents, calculators, uh, uh, you know, even scripts, you and you really you really spot on with 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 the process how you guide people you you map the whole road uh, um, you, you know to how to become better basically um and i found that without having this first few months of training with with you i don't think we would be where we are at the moment Great. So, so tell us about, um, so you were focused initially, so you went into kind of lockdown with the idea of, of deal sourcing, essentially, and packaging deals to sell to other investors. Um, is that, but I noticed you also mentioned that your main, your main strategy was rent to rent HMOs. Is that right? Is that? So is that that's where you came in and you helped me to make that decision, make that decision. So we were considering, uh, in March, we were considering, um, R2RSA, uh, but after what happened, we were looking for something, uh, you know, bulletproof. Uh, so that way, where um, I've listened to to rent to rent Kickstar, Kickstar, uh, your 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 training, one of your trainings, and and I've made my mind up, and um, I've I've fed that back to my business partner. We sat down and. Because those one, those one, those are crucial decisions at the beginning you have to make. You know what? What are you actually planning to focus on? Who are you going to target? Um, um, so, it was you who led me, led us to this decision. So we've picked up R two R HMO. You know we've considered pros and cons, um, and we took it from there. Then we, you taught us how to reach private vendors you know, where to find the information. Um, and then my, for, my phone started to ring. Um, so how did your phone start to ring? What did you do to get the phone to ring? Uh, it was private. It was um, direct to vendor. Uh, uh, campaign. So you were sending direct mail pieces? Correct, yes. Right. We sent the letters. Um, I, we spent £80, exactly, £80 on stamps. <laughs> <laughs> And um, first... you know you can get secondhand stamps. Did you know that? No. Yeah, it could cost you seventy. Really? But go... yeah, you can actually buy second. You can buy bundles of stamps, 
like random stamps for less than the face value. Anyway, very tactical. <laughs> Sorry, Kate, carry on. Yeah. I'll let you know. We can we can discuss stamp prices <laughs> yeah. afterwards. But it's actually uh, good to know because I'm planning mm. to send some more letters mm. very soon. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have written them even. It was only 100 of them. But so it, how many letters did you send? Uh, uh, it was around 100. So it was about 100 letters? Yes, yes. And, and do you was, remember how many, what kind of response you got from that? Yes, I got, uh, I think, around five phone calls. Right. Uh, which uh, I thought it was uh, it was a good response, actually. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, but one, one, uh, one landlord we, we proceed with... Um, and uh, he was the most motivated one. Uh, and yeah, we the we went into the negotiation stage. We'll get to know landlord and his circumstances, and then we we went into the nego negotiation. And your training was so helpful as because, well. Because yeah, so so you so you went so so when you were speaking, how was it when you first started having those conversations with those those five landlords that had called you? Um. So, so that was prior to that. Actually, I was trying to cold calling as well, and uh, you know, um, I was trying to reach some people, some landlords. Which I was trying to look for numbers for them on Gumtree, and and just to practice, uh, you know, to introduce ourselves and what we do. And so that helped me a lot. So once the HMO landlord starts calling me. I, I've used that experience, and then, um, and then we we just exchanged the emails, and then m most of it was via email, uh, you know, because it's in writing as well, and I guess it was suitable more. But 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 that time, in terms of our compliance and everything was set up, we had you know also our, uh, uh, uh emails addresses set up and everything, so. So, sorry, just to be straight, this was happening during the lockdown. Yeah, yes, yes. Right. That, that was, uh, I think the lockdown was extended because remember the lockdown was extended uh, three weeks. Um, so it was, it was May, I think. That was right. May. Yeah. We went into, the whole negotiations were very long, actually, because the landlord was very, is very specific, he's, He's, he, he is a serious investor. He knows what he's got and he knows what he wants. That kind of person. Uh, uh, so we 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 just uh, you know we we knew that w where we are with him is we have to add value to his properties to earn what we want to earn, and that's how we went about it. That's how we. So then he knew we serious because we actually by converting um, by converting living rooms into this additional bedrooms we had we had to put money on the table we had we he knew we we serious because we investing in his properties so and and so what did you do did you in terms of adding value what were you redecorating were you did you do any additional work or so the uh the, there were there, there were two properties we got uh from him uh one was a five bed hmo another one was a four bed HMO. So five bed HMO we converted into six bed HMO because of the way how there was everything was set up. So the uh, the um, diner was big enough for diner lunch lunch. So we've just 
you know, uh, uh, converted the living room to the diner lounge yeah. area and redecorated a little bit as well. Excuse me. <laughs> That's the phone. <laughs> Another landlord colleague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better answer it. Get it, get it, yeah. So um we're not live, it's not one of our listeners saying, Kate, I can see you on I can see you on the Goliath <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we 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 um uh we've added the value to the six bed by converting the living room to the be- six bedroom. Uh, there was no cost in terms of uh, applying for license because there was an existing HMO license already in place. We just had to add additional person to the existing license, which turned tend to be free of charge in this particular uh, borough. Um, I've also found out recently every council is so different. Yeah. Their rules and it's just the, everything is, it, it, it can be quite frustrating, but which with... I think, Kate, actually, for, for the listeners, it's very important to remember that as well, because a lot of people watch training and they assume that every council, every borough, every area of the UK are the same. And they're, they're, they're in fact, totally not. And there could be charges where some people don't charge. There could be restrictions where some don't have restrictions. So, you know, certainly for, for listeners, that's a very important thing to remember is that don't take every area is the same as another area you've got to you've got to make sure that you understand another reason why knowing your area inside out is massively advantageous because you'll know exactly what you can do and can't do in your area it's so, so really true. good Kate. yeah so true because uh just a few days ago i have again gone out and asked for uh for the list of uh, hmo landlords and i was given uh, a a I wasn't giving the landlord's addresses, uh, which you also cover in your training. Um, you, you, you'd advise that that, that can happen. Um, so they've asked, they, they've gone back to me. I've, I've gone back to them, tell, told them, can I please have this information as well? They said, yes, no problem, but you have to pay us for it. <laughs> and by the way, we give you the uh, HMO register in PDF format. <laughs> Is that okay? Well, I, ha- I guess I have no choice, but just take it. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, and that's the third third time I, I I've done that. So two two different two different councils. There they, there was no issue. I found the information, uh, provided information. No no fee required. But with this third council, they they that's what they require, and that's what it is. Uh, yeah, and the, the prices varies as well. The the um, where where in Milton Keynes we've applied for the license. The one of the properties, the four bedroom, had no license. There was no need for it because it was only for people living in the property but we by converting the the living room to the fifth bedroom and planning to put fifth person there we had to go ahead and apply for the license which landlord was completely fine with it he even wanted us to have the license on our name not on his because that means less responsibility for him um so we've done that and the price wise wasn't too bad. It's only over 300 pounds, but in another borough, uh, we are applying for another HMO license and it's twice that much to to what it's in Milton Keynes. So it really varies a lot. Um, yeah, and uh, I think what's important to remember when you deal with landlords as well, what I've learned, there is no uh, one specific uh, template to go by because 
they just people, we're all different. So this particular London in Milton Keynes, as I mentioned, he exactly know what he wants and he was motivated to, uh, to, you know, push the management of this company to, onto someone else because he's simply too busy. He just wanted to have hands-free, uh, uh, to be hands-free. But another landlord we did with, uh, she is completely opposite. Everything was so different. So it was such a great, it was a blessing to have those experiences because it was one after another. So this uh, landlord was very precise looking into the, um, looking into the, you know, our management contract in very much in detail, asking 100 questions. It was hard work to win him over and then go through the whole process. It was really hard work. It took us a month and a half, I think. But another landlord, she signed everything quickly. There was no much questions asked. But then after that now, the, the journey with her, it's completely opposite uh, uh, journey. Um, so in what yeah. way is is she easier to to deal with now or what how do you mean no so uh she she is an older lady and she she needed help but she's very much involved so even you know the there were major differences in in between those landlords because she she had no problem with capping uh, capping the maintenance cost it was no problem whatsoever even though um uh, her property are run down. She she's trusting us enough to to uh, to get her property sorted. Plus, on a daily basis, if there is any issue, you know, we've told her that's how much we are prepared to pay, and then everything above that you you have to cover. Uh, so uh, she's fine with it. Uh, the other landlord wasn't. She, he he. We had to find a way to go around it because he said. If you're telling me that you're prepared to pay that much, that means if anything goes over it, I'll still have to be involved in the process. He simply said, listen, guys, once I signed the contract with you, for, because we've signed for three years, I don't want to hear from you during these three years, basically. <laughs> you know. But then he made sure that up to the point, signing contract point, it was everything checked, double checked. Um, so we had to find creative way of, of then... Uh, uh, you know, sorting that out. Uh, so very much different. So she's more involved now. He's completely out of the picture. It's interesting as well how you will find that with landlords, you know, having worked in the property industry for years now, working with landlords, the different types of landlords, emotionally driven, business driven, you know, people that just want no, they don't want to hear from you for three years. And then other ones, you'll hear from them every day. You know, it's it's a bit like managing that is difficult. And I think it's, you know, you've done really well to be able to go from one extreme to the other with little experience of dealing with either. You know, that's the, I think that's the challenge that a lot of people worry about is this unknown. But actually, the unknown, if you worry about the unknown, you'll never do anything, will you? Because you wouldn't have been able to predict both types of landlord being one after the other. You know, I'm sure that you probably were thinking, oh, yeah, we've dealt with this one. Hopefully the next one will be exactly the same as this one so we can copy the process. Okay. It isn't. It's people. Okay. Yes, people yes, different. it isn't. That's so true. Very true. Um, just yesterday I went to sit down with her and present her with the invoice because we had to fix um, some win roof windows in her property and 
you know, to even have that. Even yesterday, I was sitting with her in her kitchen, and I'm thinking, I'm sitting in landlord's house, presenting her with the invoice, uh, you know, the, um, because she's asked us to do the work for her, and she's paid everything. So we, if someone told me in in March, this is the situation you're going to be involved in, I'll be uh, in March. I wasn't really, you know, confident enough that my my way of thinking was like how someone will give me a property to manage for them why <laughs> why would they do that <laughs> mm. so it was a long process to get to this stage where i am where we are now <laughs> just on your on your confidence because you you touched on it there and i didn't mention it before but i you've mentioned your confidence a couple of times and i think a lot of people listening have got a lack of confidence when it comes to the unknown which the rent to rent strategy can have a lot of unknowns in it but what was what was really funny for me to hear was that you've got this perceived lack of self-confidence when you first started, but the way that you practiced rent-to-rent dealings was cold calling, which is possibly one of the most <laughs> difficult things for anyone to do, and you did it. And it, do you think that by doing that, did you feel nervous, first of all, when you were doing those calls? And then secondly... Did those calls and that nervousness that you had give you that additional boost of confidence to then be able to go, you know what, I can do this? Yes, I was very nervous. Um, but on the other hand, I thought, they don't know me. What's the worst can happen? They can hang up on me, you know, they can be, be rude. I mean, I, I believe you, you create your own luck. Um, and I, I just, that, that, that's the thing in this whole property journey for me, I am very much with thinking about, you know, you have to direct your thoughts, you have to know, you have to allow yourself to, to think positive. So what I did first thing with, which I did when I started training with you guys, I just switched off television, I just couldn't watch any more negativity coming out of it. So if you stay on the top, if you control your thoughts, if you, if you decide what you want to do, how you want to go about it, and con- and then catch yourself when you, when you go when when you when your when your thoughts going as well, you're getting distracted, you get you, your motivation goes down. You it happens. It's an ongoing process. It happens for me now. I, I'm still very much, you know, in con- trying to stay in control of it. Uh, you know, realizing that oh, you lack you lack confidence. If you know you lack confidence, then do something about it. Grab this phone and call these people, you know, talk to them. They don't gonna harm you. Nothing's going but nothing bad's going to happen to you. You can only learn from the experience. If it's a bad experience, oh well maybe try again and you know you can you 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 can create your own luck. That's how I think about it. Even today we we're speaking on the 13th Friday the 13th. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. No. no, I saw a thing that was it was Friday the 13th in the year 2020. So it's like what could go yeah. what else could go wrong? Asteroid yeah. or something. There's usually one unlucky Friday the 13th per, per year they say, but I think in this year there are there were there are two of them. There were two of them. I think once in March and then now in right. November, not sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's not it's not an unlucky day. Not 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 for me at least. Um, it is what you think it's going to be. Exactly. Yeah, that's my point. So so Kate, tell us. So, so once you've now got these two uh, these two properties uh, under management, then and um, um, what what's the next stage? Because this it doesn't end there, does it? 
No, it doesn't. It's just the beginning. Um, so we have four HMOs. We have also some singlets flats. Uh, so altogether, we have eight properties we manage. Well, eight, eight, the eighth property is just uh, being renovated now. We're working on it. I'm just going to, we are meeting landlord today in the evening. Uh, um, and signing the paperwork. Um, and we already found possible potential potential tenants we will see. So it, it's go, going, uh, it's, it's progressing very fast. Um, the next step, the, well, the goal is to, to invest, you know, to have enough to buy our own properties in the future. Um, uh, that's the ultimate goal. Uh, but for now, property management, it's exactly what we need because it's gaining um, credibility, uh, experience, uh, uh, you know, exposure. And we just, you know, positioning ourselves for the future. So we've met so many people since we started, since March, landlords, estate agents. We also, you know, I've listened to your training about how to deal with estate agents. So we've tried and it worked. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's about pushing yourself, you know, doing things differently. Um, and trial and error, you know, it's like, don't, don't always look for the perfect solution because like you've, we've discussed already today, you know, the property, everything in property is so variable. Everything could change. The agents that you deal with could change. The landlord type changes. The property, like when you're renovating properties and, you know, you budget something and suddenly something like turns up that you didn't expect to have to cover or, you know, landlords are happy to accept maintenance and not, you know, it's a really big part of being able to accept that not everything works all the time. No matter, you know, something that works for you might not work for someone else. And it's about trial and error and being confident with that, learning from it and, and progressing which has been a great part of watching your journey Kate has just been you know you embrace you've thrown yourself into not only the content because I think the content is one thing but I think you you know you're, you're in the the members question times you're on the live calls you're active in the group you give back you know that's a big part of of learning and I think that's been that's been great to watch because I know that obviously you're benefiting from that but others are really benefiting from watching your journey as well it's, it's thank you but for, for me it's also important it's also important to be surrounded by like-minded people to have the support you know I always think if if anything I need um, in terms of, you know, if I come across a situation, I don't know how to resolve. I know I've got those people I can ask. You are my mentors. Uh, you know, I look up to you. you. You work, what you do, it's amazing. Honestly, I really like your work. Um, you're involved in so much as well. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I see the way how, because with the training, it's not just about property for me. You actually learn, you've taught me how to, you know, time about time management, how to be better at that, you know, setting up goals. You don't, you don't, we're not taught these things in school, you know, um, and then, you know, things like, you know, how to outsource uh, as well. I've listened to one of the Brad's uh, uh, teachings about, uh, hiring VA virtual assistants. I know that's I know already that's something that's not something I'm looking we are looking to do now, but that's something definitely we will do in the future. Uh, uh, so that's that's very helpful. So you don't just you know teach people how to 
you know, uh, find the deals, not just about the lead generation and, and then uh, how to get through to tenants and uh, landlords. It's so much more you offer, so much more. Uh, so yeah, it's been a great journey so far. Uh, I definitely learned a lot, but there's so much more I have to learn. Mm. No, but there's so much more to come by the sound of it. It's fantastic. What you've achieved, what you've achieved in, not just in the time, I think if we didn't have lockdown and COVID, what you've achieved has been absolutely spectacular to actually do it under the circumstances where we are economically, society-wise, everybody essentially sitting at home for the large proportion of that time uh, is, is absolutely, and it's commendable. It really is. Thank you. Thank you. Because I, in January, when, once I start discovering more about economics, how it all works, I've asked myself, all these people are talking um, about, you know, property going up and down, uh, you know, what if we are going to go into recession anytime soon? Um so how can I position myself? So it gave me what I've discovered, the content I've discovered as well. Pure, I discovered to you, I discovered you. It made me think: How do I position myself to better my situation in the future and to reach my my goals? Um, so I've just come to that, and then after I've discovered you, start learning from you uh, from your uh, trainings. You know, it's the whole world around me literally changed it's great it almost seems like somebody might have paid you to say that but we haven't we haven't literally no money's changed hands but thank you that's that's that's, that's the truth truth. no money down testimony (laughs) five ways to get no money down testimonials oh listen kate this it's been fascinating hearing your story thank you so much is there anything else that you kind of want to tell us about that we haven't touched on yet uh, I'm, I'm sure you would find a few things a uh, few more things to to to, to, to talk to about say, yeah talk okay about, definitely in more we'll details. do it you know what we'll do we'll do a follow-up podcast we'll do a follow-up in in the next few months maybe kind of you know towards the spring of next year or something like that yeah. see how see what kind of progress you're making there well Thank see you see the progress that you have made at that point, I think is the way to describe it. So, um, well, look, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. And, um, you know, pleasure. And uh, yeah, we'll see you inside the, uh, the Facebook group and on member question time for the insider circle. Yeah. All right. Thanks Kate. Thanks Kate. Bye-bye. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much to Kate for her time. Um, really interesting. I hope you guys also found that really interesting. Uh, I particularly liked the um, two different experiences she had had with two different landlords as well. Very different experiences. I thought that was really interesting. So it just shows you, you just really never can ultimately predict what's going to happen. Every scenario is very different, isn't it? Well, we see that, don't we? We see that a lot within the insider circle, within the public Facebook group, just in general across the property industry. You know, people concerning themselves with what might happen. What if they say this? What if they do this? What if that happens? What if this comes up in a refurb? And actually, the reality is we cannot predict at all what's going to happen from one deal to the next. And if we worried about every eventuality, you wouldn't ever get going with anything. So, you know, like we mentioned before in the in the intro to this, getting stuck in taking 
action, putting the, the knowledge that you have into action and then learning, you know, learning from those mistakes, learning from those um, experiences and sort of taking that into the next deal and the next deal and the next deal. And that's ultimately what's going to give you more and more confidence as you continue to grow. We always say the first deal is your most difficult one. Uh, you make a lot of uh, learnings, as we call them, uh, during that first deal. But then what you've got now is a real solid platform to take on. And Kate's a perfect example of where that first deal has actually just cascaded now into another, you know, three deals with another couple on the table. Um, and actually what you won't have heard, we switched off. Um, and what Kate has, uh, what we discussed after that session there was actually how Kate is taking a little bit of a step back now just mm. to take heed of what they've got, manage what they've got properly, get the systems in place, get the processes in place, get everything running smoothly um, so that they can then kick back in and take the action again to, to grow that portfolio. And what's interesting is people constantly talking about how quickly you should build this portfolio, you know, quickly build it this, but actually building something quickly can often lead to challenges that you can avoid. So, you know, that's a great bit of, of property maturity from Kate, I think, in the sense that they've got this machine working, they've got this lead generation going. Um, and actually the beauty of it is now they can take a little bit of a seat back, get those in order and then move on again. So really good learnings great. there. And this um, was an example of a quick outro that we said we were going to do, which hasn't really been quick. No, it hasn't. <laughs> no, we're sourcing with Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, look, if, if you know anybody that is really looking at getting into rent to rent um, and maybe following a similar path to Kate, please feel free to, to share the, please share the podcast, you know, send them a link to the podcast, um, send them off to iTunes to go and find it, send them off to Spotify to search for Goliath Sourcing Academy. Uh, and if, if you really like this podcast and I hope you have, if you, by this point, you're still listening, I'm guessing that you do, then please head over and give us a review on our Facebook page. Uh, if you just go to Facebook, search for Goliath Sourcing Academy, you'll find our, uh, Facebook page there, head for the review and give us a, a great review that would be really appreciated so thanks again for joining us and uh, i'll leave mark uh say goodbye so thanks everyone hopefully you've enjoyed that session um and uh, yeah remember it's always about taking action from the education that you receive from the learnings and that action will help you move forwards on your journeys have a great day everyone take care and happy sourcing <laughs>